This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Baseball opening day right around the corner, Bet Online has the latest news, scores, and odds to help you win big. The best part? You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to revive your literal free money. Plus, signing up is a great way to support the podcast you're listening to in your ears right now. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Warriors, warriors, come out to play. Show me you want to be here. Show me you want to win. Show me you want to, you have that killer instinct. I do look at myself as being one of the most dominant fighters in MMA history. Be a buffet though. You thought it was going to be a three-piece. Now you're getting the whole MGM Grand Buffet to the face, man. What's up, fight fans? We are here at UFC 248 in this tent outside of the T-Mobile where everything just went down with the two title fights on the main card of UFC 248. Dana White spoke here. We're going to talk about what he had to say. Adesanya retained his title. Zhang Wali retained her title. That fight, an instant classic with her and Joanna Yonjecek. Uh, there is a lot going on here in terms of what people thought about the main event criticism between Yoel Romero and uh, Israel Adesanya's performances. It was uh, one fight for the ages, another fight that everybody would quickly like to forget. Adam Hills in the house. I'm Heidi Fang. Larry Mears here, the producer who has helped me fix many of things this evening, but he can't fix the outcome of these fights. He can't fix what happened out of Yoel Romero and what we saw between him and Israel Adesanya, but Larry can fix a lot of other things. But Adam, first of all, what did you make? Let's go with the bad. Let's get the ugly out of the way. What did you make of the main event? Well, first of all, I don't want to call it ugly. I, I, I'm very intrigued by fights like that. Uh, maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment or, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but we should first say, I mean, if anybody should feel good about that fight and feel vindicated, it's Larry Mir, right? <laughs> yes. now, Larry compared himself. I did not compare myself. He compared myself to himself to Yoel Romero. I think Larry could have done what Yoel Romero did tonight. Okay. Let me I think he could have. Clarify the, the uh, comparison. I said I'm 40 years old and I am Cuban, just like Yoel. Okay. That's it. That's a comparison. Okay, but you were it was in regards to cardio. Uh, <laughs> the whole first 30 seconds, I was like, okay, Yoel is reserving cardio fuel. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks 30 for seconds. It was three minutes. Oh, was it three minutes? It was three Time flies minutes. when you're having fun. There were <laughs> being in a shell. What did we count? Like three strikes the first three minutes yeah. of the fight and or something like that? And how about, there, yeah. I mean, we criticized Romero for that bizarre opening but he actually won the first round (laughs) on my card i think i didn't check the scorecards from the judges uh but he won it on my card for sure uh with that one big shot that he was able to land and that that actually did change i think a lot about the rest of the fight uh israel adesanya talked about that as well i mean you know let's just let's get out there exactly what happened is that yoel romero came out he was not going to move forward and that was Listen, people, I've seen people talk about it's criticizing it and they hated all these other things. That was an absolute strategy by Yoel Romero 100%. against a guy who is an unbelievably precise counter striker to say, I'm not going to come forward because that's what you do best. Now, to me, what he should have done is come forward to wrestle. And he didn't really do that. He just wanted to make he wanted to get out of Sonya out of his game to start coming forward. 
where he could land a big shot and he believed in his power enough that he was able to land one or two big shots, he could have ended the fight. And if you really think about it and look at it, the strategy kind of worked. I mean, he sat back, didn't do anything. Adesanya eventually got a little bit, you know, out of sorts. He got frustrated. He came forward. Romero landed that big shot. To me, won that first round. And then it kind of changed Adesanya's mindset the rest of the way of, oh, I can't take him any more of those shots. That hurt. Uh, this guy does have some power. And so it, it did change how he how he fought. And what it did is it really got him to just focus on staying outside, not not being not being aggressive, but landing leg shots, you know, getting the leg kicks, wearing him down a little bit, uh, trying to slow him down, uh, take away some of those big bursts. And then I think he was able to kind of control the fight in that way. But like the, the fact that he that Romero came out and shelled shelled up and just turtled there in the center of the cage, you can criticize it if you want. And I'm sure fans are not entertained by it, but it was an active strategy that he was using and it kind of worked. Well, and you look at the strategies, okay, and we talk a lot about these and there's two fights that come to mind for me when I look at this kind of strategy put out by either fighter in this case, because, okay, the first fight that it's been compared to tonight in the press conference with Dana White was the Damian Maya Anderson Silva fight that happened in Abu Dhabi. It was not what anyone expected and it was rather one of those fights that everybody wanted to forget it, was, it remains it, it was more to me lewis and ganu it was a it was like the lewis and ganu fight yeah. and it was woodley tyron thompson. woodley stephen yeah, thompson that's one that came in those are the well. two fights that, right. that i was thinking about watching this one okay for sure that was I, I, the other for me as well i saw somebody hashtag that as uh hashtag tyquil this fight's looking like a Taekwondo fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whenever you hear that word, sometimes in MMA, it's not the word that you want to hear because it means that the opponents are actually thinking out. Okay, this guy's a heavy counter striker, and I need to be prepared for that. And the best way to do that for me is to keep him at range and use these leg kicks. It worked, uh, and despite the salsa performance that we saw out of <laughs> well, Romero tonight in the it, post fight. Izzy's right. Izzy's right. Tomorrow, Romero probably will not be able to walk on that leg. You know, it's probably going to be really sore. He was just, he had a lot of... Well, uh, there's a good way to find out. We could kick you. Uh, <laughs> being that you are the same as Romero. Uh, wait, I mean, I can't, I can't take... I, you know what? I could take your guys' leg kicks off. Take it. Go ahead. Let's go. <laughs> I don't think you want to mess up <laughs> my leg kicks. Probably. My nickname was the Zohan, you know, for kicking. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's now you're on. Now you're a fighter and Larry's a fighter. Let, let me, can, this, is, this is good. Let me say something about the fight. Um, no. Like Adam was saying that... <laughs> I, I kind of feel like um, Romero should have had, instead of going for those takedowns later like he did when they were slippery and wet, he should have went for it earlier. And that's what he should have done in the, the beginning of the fight is put the pressure on him, go for the takedown, try to get him, you know, try to do that grappling at the beginning of the fight and then try to toy with him in the later rounds. And that that's not what happened. It's the yeah, complete opposite. Like, you know, I know D Dana White said, hey, I thought Romero being on his last title shot, probably at 42 years old, was going to come out and just swing for the fences. Uh, I didn't think that. That would be very stupid of him to do. Right. Uh, but you're right. I, I didn't think he should do that. I thought he should be aggressive, come right out for the takedowns, go for the takedowns. At, at, for the same reason, this is probably your last title fight. Be aggressive with it. Go. But don't go recklessly and go get into Adesanya's comfort zone by attacking him You know, on the stand-up. Shoot for takedowns. Get him off balance. Wear him down that way. And you know, you mentioned uh, later in the fight when he finally went for takedowns, Adesanya was slippery, it's tougher to get down. But also, Romero was more tired. Right. Like, try to do it when you're fresher and you could, you could try to get him there. Uh, I, I thought that was where the, you know, where the strategic errors were. Uh, but really, I, I, I thought there was a somewhat solid game plan uh, on Romero's part. It just didn't hold up over the five rounds. So I, and, and I also love that 
I love that you know those mind games and the, and the strategizing like that is that is sports to me. Um, Adesanya had a line tonight about you know I'm not an idiot. I don't care that some drunken buffoon is up there booing. I'm here to win a fight, and he he won the fight. And and you can you know you can say well this is for the fans. No, it's a sport. Right. You're supposed to try to win in sports. You know, fans don't boo when teams are ahead and they run the ball in football. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they're a road to, maybe they do, I guess. But, uh, you know, for the most part, like they understand that's part of strategy. This is strategy. And to me, there was there was never even though the the fight played out the way it did. I felt at any time somebody could land some huge shot to change things. And that's why you're still sitting there like, oh, is this this win? Is this win? And it never happened. But that doesn't mean that, you know, it couldn't have or, it was, you know, there was never a threat for that to happen. Um, with that being said, where does in your guys' opinion, where's Yoel go from here? Is it over for him? Does he go up a weight class? Retire? He said never say never. Never say never, yeah. That's yeah, what he said. I don't think <laughs> right now he's in any position to come back and, and contend for a title anytime soon. I know that was asked tonight. I don't think that's anything feasible for his near future. It was te- technically his fourth shot, yeah. including interim shots, where he missed weight twice right. and wasn't able to compete. He won one of those fights, but he missed weight, so he wouldn't get the title. It's going to be tough anytime real soon. The problem that he also have with Rio Alvaro is – as they talked about leading up to this fight, nobody wants that fight. Like, and, and you know, you watch it tonight and, and you say, well, well, he didn't really do anything. He's not that. He's a scary dude. Unbelievably athletic, strong, uh, you know, tough to hit. Like, and he can end your night at any point. He can set you back in your career. So, like, for all those reasons, like, he's a tough guy to match up. So nobody's going to be jumping up and calling him out. Uh, does one of the top couple guys want to fight him? Probably not. So where does he go? I think it is very interesting in how they do the matchmaking with Yoel Romero going forward. But it, it would be he's going to have to really make some statements in the division, you know, knock out three guys in a row uh, to where he would get in the title, title contention again, just because like it, it is four tries now and he's missed weight twice and they've put him in this fight and you know Dana criticized him for it. So he's 42. He's 42 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to have to work quick. But, you know, I think if, if he wants to get another shot, he's going to have to eliminate any doubts and wipe out all contenders to get back into that shot. All right. Well, let's move on to the ladies bout, which I think was one of the best fights I have seen. Okay. I'll say it's short year right now, but this year it is probably one of the best fights I've seen. It reminded me a lot in many ways of Griffin Bonner, just the back and forth action. One of those fights that makes you start calling other people and say, are you watching this? I haven't had that feeling in a fight in a very long time. I think it's a fight that could have gone either way. Um, I think the second round was likely the swing round, if you will. I think the uh, first and third were definitely uh, Joanna's rounds. I think the fourth and fifth were definitely uh, Wiley's rounds. So when you look over the scorecards, um, you know, that's obviously reflected in the split decision. But I think, you know, the right decision was made in the end. And uh, it, it was one where, honestly, you couldn't have called it a robbery if it had gone the other way. I don't think you can call it a robbery if you had Joanna on the scorecards I, as winning. So. I, had, I had 4-1 Wiley. And I when I tweeted out, I said, I've got 4-1. I really wouldn't even be mad if somebody had 4-1 Joanna, to be honest with you. Like, it, it's just it's one of those things. Like, I, I it was there was only a couple rounds, as you said. I thought the third round. And I think the judges only agreed in full on one round. I think it was the third round for Joanna. All all the other four rounds had a, a split opinion on them from the judges. So it easily could have gone four uh, one either way. Uh, the fact that it was a split decision, I think, made made sense because it was it was so tough 
uh, to decide who won each of the rounds. But man, just what an incredible fight! And you mentioned you know it's one of those fights you call people. I'll say right now, like I. I almost had to turn off my phone because I'm trying to write. And like, <laughs> it's like text, text, text. text oh, no, I was bothering him too. It's like Adam, look at oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Larry got his uh, his big you know debut out octagon side today. and wanted to talk fights, so you know, trying to work and out there. No, no just joking. Uh, but no, the the I mean, people all over the place that you know, hardcore fans, general fans, uh, you know, very passive fans that only watch every once in a while. Everybody was so into this fight. I I will say I got a. I actually got a text from somebody in an NHL locker room that was like, oh, my God, we are all huddled around watching this fight. This is crazy. Awesome. So, I mean, that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. I mean, what do you think right now if that hematoma that Ioana went through with? If you look, I can't remember what site it was. I want to say it was ESPN, but there was a site that had um, Whaley's face before the fight and after the fight and she was totally swollen and then you of course have the hematoma with uh joanna and, and before and after pictures it's crazy so i'm hoping that they're getting the attention that they need i don't know when either of them may be back um larry what did you make of the performance i mean i because of what you said about uh, zhang's face i thought joanna won the first three rounds because I felt like she was winning the exchanges and doing more damage. I almost reached over, like I, I Larry put that tweet up. That I, he's I, like, I saw his I have, reaction. That's why I said it. Yeah. He goes, "I have you on know, up three nothing." And I was, I was gonna I reach over. Adam, I saw Adam go. <laughs> I was gonna reach over and delete the tweet for him. Uh, but no, because I, I think I had Wiley two one uh, at that. I did. I had I had Wiley two one. I was gonna reach over. He's the next. His reaction. I was gonna was, be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" That, that's it's how I knew. That's how I knew I was wrong because I saw his reaction. He went, <laughs> <laughs> like, "No, uh, but no." I mean. It, Listen, it, it was close. There was, there's no question about it. But yeah, it was, it was a, th- it was a thrilling fight to be, to be a part of. But three zero after the first three it was a little extreme. I don't think so. But again, <laughs> again, we're talking about the guy who thinks I compared myself to you over here. <laughs> Fantastic fight, though. Um, oh, I would love to incredible. see them do it again. Yeah. Um, but I think Zhang is. Zhang is it for this division now. She's the oh, new. She's we'll the new. She is we'll the see. new woman of the division. We'll see because you've got you know uh, Rose and Andrade coming up, which yeah. is I mean both those are are really good. And I know what Wiley did to Andrade. Andrade was fighting in China. She had a lot of obstacles in her way to try to make that fight. So I'd like to see that fight again. But I I have said from the time we first saw her. Tatiana Suarez say, yeah. is the division. Like she and I know Wiley has taken over. If Tatiana Suarez is healthy, and last fight she was not great, but I don't think she was healthy. When Tatiana Suarez is healthy, she is to me the toughest matchup for anybody in that division. And I would love, and it wouldn't be, it would not be as fun as this fight by any stretch. Uh, and if Tatiana wins, it'll probably be incredibly boring. I that is that has risen so close to the top of my list. Of fights that we have to see, Wiley Zhang and and Tatiana Suarez would be unbelievable. Yeah. Well, Dana White did say in his post fight press conference that he wants to put uh, Wiley Zhang out in Madison Square Garden next, get her seen by another um, market of fans, if you will. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing her come back, and as well as. Israel Adesanya, who may fight Paulo Costa next. We got the opportunity to speak with him. That what, was kind of Was that Paulo Costa that was here today? That was, I, I didn't recognize in him. fact, <laughs> Paulo Costa. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, he's had some off time. A lot of people are kind of cracking jokes that you know, he's gained some weight and all. But, like, when you're dealing with an injury, you can't spar. You can't go through your regular routine. You have to expect that there's going to be something that, that takes the toll. 
So um, let's go ahead and hear from him really quick and hear his thoughts. In fact, I had him before he saw the fight and his thoughts on Israel Adesanya. And then in a, a, a couple minutes in, you'll hear him start talking about what he thought after the fight. And you'll clearly know the difference of when it was before the fight and after. So here's Paulo Costa. It's not tough to me. It's, I'm enjoying, you know, like uh, I'm on... It's like a party, you know, to me. So I'm just enjoying the night and look who, who will be my next opponent. It's funny. <laughs> what you, you know, because I'm in a position of champion. You know, the guys will make a, a tie eliminator right now. So I'm waiting for, for those. I'm, I'm, more, I'm better than 100%, I can say. I'm 110% right now. I, I, I did a, a good training of boxing today, light sparring with Logan Paul. What? Logan Paul. <laughs> he came to train on FCPI. He's good, man. He's good. It's no joke. Against the sun is personal, you know. It's not just for the fight for the belt or for money or something like this. No, it's personal. But I can I can do a, I can give a rematch to Romero also, you know. I think against Romero it could be a very, very, very nice fight also. Horrible fight. I was shame, shame there to watch this, that fight. Adesanya is nothing. Adesanya is the most shameful champion I have seen ever. He just run. He's nothing. He's nothing. He's scared, you know. I think he, he don't deserve talk about him, <laughs> but I will make him cry. I will hit him, hit him very badly, and he will cry like a baby. I will slap his face on my, my fight against him, you know, because <sighs> that, that's it, he's, he's shameful. I don't blame Homer. Homer is the same against everybody. He, he never put 100% of pressure, you know. He's a little bit lazy, and sometimes he explodes. The, fa the fact is, a discerner cannot handle with him. Just this. So, and a discerner cannot handle against powerful guys, you know, like Homero, like George Jones, or me. That's why he's afraid, that's why he's avoid some fights, like, against me, like against your joints, he's avoid this kind of fight. Everybody live from, from the, the, the cage. But when I jump, some, some people catch me and, you know, bring me out. But he don't deserve it. Why I need to, to wait for him, for, for tell something for, for him, you know? He make a very, very bad fight tonight, so. I think nobody deserves get to win, but Homer put more pressure. Homer take the, this, the middle of the cage. I feel shame for that fight, but uh, I will destroy him. So the lead up to this will obviously be kind of interesting because Adesanya's had some words with him. Costa was cage side when the, the decision was called. We can look forward to that as well as looking forward to seeing what happens for Wei Li Zhang next when we find out 
when she can be medically cleared and back to fighting again. Uh, Sean O'Malley made his comeback here, two-year hiatus, and he's finally back with the win, uh, quickly done. I mean, Adam, I think we all thought that there was going to be a little bit of ring rust coming in. I thought that he was going to be kind of slow to start. Not the case. What did you make of his performance and his comeback? Well, clearly you weren't paying attention to Sean O'Malley, who said <laughs> no chance there's any of that. I, I mean, I, I think... Certainly, everybody believed that, you know, after two years, a guy who didn't have a whole lot of experience to fall back on. I mean, he only had two actual fights in the UFC. He was just on the verge of breaking out in a superstardom. And then, you know, these two years hit with the injuries. And you know, that's the other thing. It wasn't like people talk about the USADA situation and he had to to battle with the take the supplements and, and to get through um, all of that. But it was also injuries. I mean, he had, he had surgery on his hip and his foot uh, in, in this time. So it's not like he was training the entire time. So I think a lot of people thought, like, there's no way he just steps up and picks up right where he left off. But I, I did talk to him. I talked to his manager. I talked to some people around his camp. And they were all like, no, no, no. This two years off was the best thing that could have happened to I him. Mean, he was getting to a point, I think, where he was believing in his hype more than he probably should have. Uh, I think that, you know, he didn't he didn't understand uh, some of the stuff that he had to improve on, mostly strength and conditioning, which he never had a strength and conditioning coach. He understood that he needed to improve there, needed to improve on cardio. There's a lot of things that he needed to improve on. And I think he was able to do that in these two years. And I think the two years also kind of humbled him a little bit to be like, hey, it can be taken away at any time. Like, I need to make the most of this. And tonight, I think he came out and fought like a guy who was trying to make up for that time, but also was not like getting ahead of himself and crazy. I think he, he, like, if you would have scripted what the ideal night for Sean O'Malley looked like, it was tonight. And that was just a great performance. And now I think you, you know, he, he told me he wants to fight in July at International Fight Week. It makes some sense. Now it seems like everyone wants to be on that card. Yeah. So they can't put everybody that wants to be on the Fight Week card there. Uh, but I think Sean O'Malley makes some sense to come back in July. And he said he doesn't want a top guy. Which I thought is very interesting. Yeah, he's willing uh, to bring him back. He he wants so, he wants he's close. he said yeah. I'm 25. I've only had three fights in the UFC. Why would I go fight like a top three guy and maybe mm -hmm. get derailed from where I am? Continue to build, and I think that's probably the right strategy for him. It's really smart. Uh, last one I want to talk about got a performance of the night. Benil Darush Jakar close the last 20 seconds of the the fight before it ended was. It's just insane. It's one of those things like you throw caution to the wind as a fighter. You throw your game plan out the window and you're thinking, what the heck am I doing? This could just backfire in my face. But for Benil Darush, it works out. What a performance. What were your thoughts, Larry, on that final 20 seconds there of the fight? I thought Darush was going down. I, I, I uh, close um, landed a good shot on him and, and kind of wobbled um, Darush. And then all of a sudden Darush starts stepping forward and he throws a punch and he still looks kind of out of it when he threw that punch. And then he caught him with that. I think it was a left hand. I didn't think Darush was going to be able to stand with close very well. So um, he impressed me. I, I I thought he was going to land that um, that rear naked choke um, in the first round. He was getting close there, but uh, close on close there. But uh, uh, yeah, no no cigar. But uh, <laughs> uh, he he looked really good. And um, go ahead. close but no cigar. Close but no cigar. Yeah, I yeah, like that. That no Cuban yeah. cigar. Oh boy, <laughs> you took it one step too far. Now, what I thought was interesting about that too is that you know. He, he was on his back the entire first round. And I think you might, you know, uh, Darius was like, I thought, you know, I thought it was all on him. I thought I'd be fine. Uh, but then I walked back to the corner. I was like, man, I'm feeling heavy right now. Like I've, my legs feel kind of heavy from trying to be on him that whole round. So I think you saw two guys come out in the second that 
realized that they had been worn down a lot from that first round, uh, one from being on the back and the other for carrying somebody around. And that I think they both decided, you know what, we probably can't make it through three rounds. Like, let's just go. And both were wobbled in the first 20 seconds of that second round. That was a, a thrilling round. It was awesome. Uh, I mean, you had, you know, we basically had what we saw in the Yohan Wiley fight for, for five rounds. We saw for at least one minute of the second round uh, in that fight. That was that was a fun, a fun little minute there. And, uh, you know, both of them, both of them are close to finishing the other. And it's it's uh, close that goes down. So uh, really, really fun fight there actually on the car. All right. So as we have just a few minutes left here, because they are wrapping up everything, you can probably hear um, this whole place closing down on us. In fact, the tent, if it gets any windier, will fall on us. So we're going to go ahead, wrap things up here from the T-Mobile Arena. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the RJ Ringside podcast. So you can catch up with everything that we did on this fight card on the ReviewJournal.com. Follow Adam Hill at Adam Hill LVRJ. Larry is at Larry Mir. And I'm at Heidi Fang for both of the guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week.